Welcome back to Kettlebells and Cocktails. I'm your host, John, back with my bestie, Nikki. Nikki, how are you? I'm good, even though it might not sound like it. <laughs> my voice, I am good. I'm totally oh, fine. We, we just recorded last night, and you sound definitively worse than last night. You know, it's funny. I've had a cold for a couple of days, but I coached class tonight, and I, I for sure had a voice before I was yelling at people to fitness faster for 60 minutes, and now it's a little eh, but it's fine. I feel fine. There you go. We'll have all the interesting voices on tonight because we have our uh, favorite guest from over the pond. Scott Britton is with us. How are you, Scott? Good. Thank you. And you know how to put a regalo. Hey, I, I, I was excited to see you because since the last time I've seen you, I got my first tattoo. And I knew, you would, uh, I knew you'd be very excited oh, about that. That's it now. It's the beginning. It really is. That's the crazy thing. I was uh, I have this the guy that did it. It's a good friend of mine. I've known him for years. He's a great artist and uh, I've just put it off forever. And like we're halfway through it and I'm already thinking about the next one because that's how mm -hmm. I'm wired. As you can tell by the dozen guitars behind <laughs> me and the 15 CrossFit shoes, you know, 20 yards away from me. <laughs> you know, it's like I can't do just one thing. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. I finished the shading on Sunday, so I'm going to hit the pause button for a while. We'll see what happens after that. Yeah, so. it's going to be another big session for you on Sunday, huh? Because you sat for a while the first time. Uh, yeah, the first time was four and a half, five hours, yeah. give or take. Also, so, as you get older and the more you have tattooing, maybe people are going to disagree with me, but I find it harder now. Like I used to be able to have really long sessions right. and now I, I give up. Like I'm so, <laughs> so soft. I've like my buddy's one, <laughs> my buddy's like, you've had enough for your lifetime. So we're going to punish you double for anything that you want. And to be fair, everywhere that I have left uh, is not the nicest places right well, yeah that's what i was gonna say if you guys are listening to this on the podcast and you're not watching it or you don't follow scott on instagram first of all i highly encourage you to follow scott on instagram scott what's your handle tell the people out scott Brett. okay yeah and second of all not only for his epic content but also for his tattoos which are amazing and cover the majority of his body so that's what i was gonna say was you probably the spots you have left are like the super sensitive like bony and or thin skin spots that nobody really wants to touch Ugh, i hate them. well at my age all skin is thin but i well, I, that. I think i'm uh surprising you know i've got like that crossfitter in me like he told me going in he's like hey you might see jesus doing this like it, it might hurt you know and uh he got started he's like all right well that's as bad as it's going to be and i was totally fine like yeah. i didn't it was it didn't really hurt you know but I did find myself just sweating for no reason like all of a sudden i just started sweating like i wasn't mm -hmm. feeling pain but my body was reacting to it. It, mm. was, it was a very odd experience. To say and it's at least. really individual. It's super individual to you and where it is. And also your day. It's, it's the same as CrossFit. Like some workouts hit harder than others because maybe you've not slept as much. You've maybe not eaten as much. Um, so tattooing is almost the same. I mean, would I prefer to do Fran and get tattooed? I don't know. Like it's a, <laughs> <laughs> That's a toss up right there. Well, because I put this thing out on the outside of my arm, my plan for the games for the next two and a half weeks is to just do curls. So okay. my biceps look great and then just wear tank tops all week. It's going to be Perfect. awesome. Perfect. This is a great plan. You should, Actually, yeah. it should be your, your constant plan. It, curls it, for the pretty, curls and then tank yeah. tops all day. It pretty much is. Make biceps great again. Well, you know, yeah. 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 Rebrand starts today. <laughs> I'm here for it. Whatever it takes. I'm just trying to I'm just trying to live up to you, Scott. Dude, you're I'm looking at your page and there you are, right on the cover of 
men's health with the headline no arms and deal. yeah arms and abs that's what it says and you got a man you got the <laughs> arms and the abs so hey, i'm just trying to keep up i did so i had surgery a month ago so my left is now very very small compared to my right <laughs> yeah crazy how fast it goes man it's nuts what was the surgery that you did because you've been planning for it for a little while right yeah so i had my front and rear labrum part of like right. your and shoulder i had my rotator cuff repaired i had a little bit of bone taken out up there and then i also had my ulnar nerve through my elbow like pressure released and then top head of my bicep reattached so basically really craziness of crossfit it's 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 like the repetitiveness of like more high level crossfit training it's seeming to be like you know how football is the acl like ulna and rotator cuff is the acl of crossfit so mm. um it's but it's it's really cool to come back really quick my surgeon he'd done sam briggs's shoulder and elbow he did emma mcquade's shoulder he'd done a lot of other athletes based in the uk so he was a really cool guy because he knew the sport uh, and he and he loves crossfit so you know in in the world that i exist in of speaking to mds when they say that they are interested in crossfit it's amazing because they just get it you don't have to kind of convince them so yeah. he was yeah but I have a significantly smaller left arm. So it's like, wah, wah. how is the how is the healing going though? Because it's tough, man. Like physically, but yeah. also mentally, it's really tough to be out of your training program when you need that in your yeah. everyday life. Also, like like you both know, like I, you know, on a daily, weekly basis, I'm speaking to people who have finished uh, significantly more impacted physical stuff than me. So I almost have this like weight to hold me all the time. Say like, hey. The world's not that bad. You could have had X, Y, and Z. And that's the mm. things I kind of deal with and work with on a daily basis. But I was back training within two days. I was on a C2. I was sled pulling. Um, like my rehab has been really aggressive. I should still technically be in a sling, according to most surgeons. And I'm back rowing, skiing, pressing, um, no gymnastics, no crazy barbell. Yesterday was the first time back squatting and stuff. But again, it's given me this context I never had, like working with people who've had significant impairment from you know post-cancer treatment and surgeries i i know the the basis of it and the physiology of it but i'd never been through it so it's a tiny tiny bit for me to live through so it's it's actually quite an interesting exercise in the world that i exist in outside of trying to be an athlete um to, to experience that a little bit as well uh, perspective is everything i don't think that perspective should not minimize the difficulties that are happening in your life like you should make space for that for yourself because you deserve it and no matter what it is comparatively to the rest of the world like in your life that's also really important for you to just yep. you know deal with the way that you want to deal with it but i do think that um perspective helps healing right because it it just allows a different way of looking at the journey that you're on and maybe a new pathway to find happiness because there's there's ways to make there's ways to make your brain or trick your brain or fake your brain into being happy and sometimes a little faking is all you need to actually get to the get to the finish line so dude, I, I do a lot of charity work scott that does not limit the amount of complaining i do <laughs> Fact. like not not even close so feel free man like complain all you want you're, <laughs> you're i mean surgery is a big deal i don't care mm -hmm. why you're having it like you know yeah and it, free. Was, it was a really good chance to reset like after waterpalooza this year i really wanted to just give up competitively i'd been part of one training particular methodology that was very heavy and volume focused so 
three plus hours a day, seven day split, crazy workouts and very overloaded on the body. And then go into a new training methodology, which is a lot better. This was like the first step of going, okay, actually don't give up the sport. There's a lot more you can do. And for two years, it turns out I've had no attachment to my left shoulder. So oh. um, it, it's like me wanting to give up was like, oh, actually there's a second chance here. Like, you know, you actually could be a little bit better than, than you thought you could have the chance to be. So mm-hmm. I think that's a very lucky position I'm in. And just sharing, going through the rehab online has been really nice. There's been so many people that have messaged saying, oh, I'm about to have surgery and seeing you can progress and asking me like, what things have I done to help accelerate the healing and reduce inflammation? And obviously being very careful because you don't want to say something and claim any kind of scientific fact behind it. But, and it's exactly what we do with, with bowel cancer in the program. You know, we suggest things and say like, you can try this stuff. Uh, but that again has been super interesting on, of, of the learning side. Um, but yeah, it does suck. Like watching people train and not being able to do it and watching competitions mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, I just, Look, we're doing a workout together in Madison, dude. And I don't want to hear any bitching when I beat you. There's no excuses. None. See, but I have to be the coach. So, you know, <laughs> I really Damn but, it. Well, <laughs> um, yeah. let's, let's like back up just two or three steps here, because if you haven't heard our previous episodes with Scott, first of all, go back and listen to them because they're wonderful. But for the people who maybe are hearing from you, and your wonderful accent for the first time on our show. Um, can you explain a little bit about Battle Cancer and your position within the organization? And then I want to hear about all the epic new things that you guys are up to. Of course. So I started Battle Cancer almost six years ago now. The idea was at the time I was in the police, I was a detective sergeant. I don't look like one, but I worked in kind of the different kind of policing where you didn't want to look like a policeman. Um, but I had decided to do an event that was just focused on fitness and how we can activate fundraising and fitness together and bring people together and then do something in a crazy six year period, including all kinds of close downs from COVID and, you know, getting to connect with you both. And certainly also you, Nikki helping us massively behind the scenes. We grew so that, that you did hundred percent. No, no. they'll do. I looked at your logo one time and I was like, this should no. be red. Like but- there was nothing. The learnings that you gave words, we still do now and we're still evolving. Good. I'm glad. Still getting that. So, like, you know, as a format, the idea was that we would put events on all around the world and that people would come together, they would take part in the event and they would choose a charity. And we we didn't dictate that. They could choose where it went to. Um, and they would fundraise and that the fundraising would impact their score. And we also have a brand new challenge coming next year in terms of the format, which is even more clear and even more understandable, which is great. But since, <laughs> it's like the first time we get it really nailed. But since we started, you know, we've done in dollars now, like over five and a half million. That's for 40 different cancer charities. Um, we've had 30 plus thousand people do the events. We've held activations around the world. And then in the midst of COVID, we launched something that um, has been really life-changing. Like the events are phenomenal. The fundraising is amazing. The partnerships, the activations and all these, this crazy stuff is really cool. But the battle cancer program is something that we started and why well, I'm going to, I'm going to hook John in now. I know he's a gym owner, um, to where we basically fund, so we completely pay for it for people to come to a, a mostly at CrossFit gyms. We've, we've launched it with some other non like affiliate gyms, but 
if you finish your cancer treatment, you come along and you get 12 weeks of classes and it's coach led. And we've done intense research, we've got 111 different academic resources that build into why we choose those kinds of movements. And then, you know, we've had over 600 people now from Brazil, Canada, the US, all over Europe, who've been through that program that we funded. Um, and that's been a wonderful journey to kind of both grow an event and that movement, but also directly, you know, how do I build an army of people and locations to be super confident and welcoming to have those people? We launched a, a certification last year, um, which is really cool. So we've, we've had, I think about three and a half thousand people across Europe who now trained to be able to deliver our program. They learn what cancer does to the body. Um, we're working with multiple, three different universities now on peer-led review papers on the impact of fitness on post-cancer treatment. Um, we're actually going to be making it free for CrossFit affiliates for the next six months. So if you are a level two, you have to be level two, but if you're a level two, uh, and you are part of a CrossFit affiliate, we're going to give you the certification completely for free. You don't have to pay anything, sign up to anything, do nothing. Um, so yeah, it's been a crazy journey from just one event where I was like, Hey, let's get a lot of people together to do something to now have events around the world that on, you know, our average, you know, we raise over a million a year and now also have a direct two person using fitness. Um, and it's, you know, it's still a battle every day, but it's, it's something that we grow in and having more and more people get involved, which is amazing. I love this program. I love everything yeah. about it. And I also love that. Are you guys still doing where, people who go through the program can then go and get their certifications, get their L1s so they can like kind of help feed the system and, and yeah, the least. next wave of cancer survivors. Yeah. And we have multiple people that do that now. And also the empowerment of that is phenomenal and the connected mm -hmm. somebody who can understand what that person's been through. And there is other programs out there where they kind of shut people away and they're still supporting and helping people, but it's, it's kind of like closed studios where we really believe in having them in the middle of a gym and having people connect and, and do that. So yeah, we not only fund them to then have a qualification, but we give them our certification on top, which is actually accredited Europe, the UK, working on US. So they actually, they can also go away and become their own coaches and they can do stuff outside of it. So they can find brand new careers, which is really wonderful to kind of see people blossom. And that sounds really patronizing, but they do, they find like not only strength within themselves, but strength to help other people so yeah it's that's been a really cool side of it to, to continue to do that i think one of my favorite things about the program that you guys have developed and, and really the charity as a whole is that we don't really oftentimes talk about the mental impact of dealing with a severe illness like cancer and i think you know you get your hopefully you get your cancer free statement or yay you're in remission or whatever and then you know the doctors and the hospitals are just like, bye. And who knows how long you've been going through everything you've been going through physically and mentally. And I never really, until I met you, Scott, and started learning about the program, I never really thought about what it must be like for those folks to try to reintegrate into daily life where they maybe haven't had a quote unquote normal daily life for I don't even know how long. And, and sometimes other people don't even know how to treat them or react to them or be with them and, and how difficult it must be to just accept everything that they've gone through. I never really recognized the mental impact of all of that. I just thought, you know, physically, I'm sure they've been through hell, but mentally, and we know what fitness can do for you mentally, but you know, all the research and stuff that you guys have done to show how healing it can be both for the body and for the mind, I think is something that we should talk about more. 
because everybody knows somebody who's been affected by one of those types of illnesses. It's, it's also how do you as the person who knows somebody, how, how, do we, how do we affect you? So one of the things we've just launched here in the UK, um, and I'm, I'm pestering CrossFit to do something with me wider, but so we've what you're best at for what it's worth. We're trying, but, um, what we've just launched in, in London is a, is a gym called gym box. It has nine different locations across, uh, across London. We've just launched that every single week for the next three months, there's a free class that you can come if you're a member of Gymbox. Like Gymbox is a big commercial gym, probably, you know, six, 700 people per location, or you can come completely for free that once a week. And it's a, it's a battle cancer class. That's really cool. Gets you sweating and moving at the end of each session, we cover different topics from the coach. So you have 15 minutes where everybody sits down and we talk and we give some actual toolkits. So some of that toolkit is how do you talk to someone who's just going through like losing a loved one? How do you deal with loneliness? How do you deal with effectively, you know, like stress and impact of your best friend who's going through a mental health crisis? Like, how can you talk to them? How do you signpost to them? So we've basically these nine different topics that each week will be discussed in a group. And then we give them resources. So they leave with a different list of websites and uh, interactive exercises. So it's like, okay, well, actually, not only do we, should we focus on the people who've been through cancer, but how do you, you know, your friend gets diagnosed. How do you talk to them? How do you spot signs within yourself? How do you be an effective friend who maybe, you know, your best friend might have lost their mom or dad. Like, how do you deal with that? And nobody approaches it. So we were like, okay, cool. Like, let's get everyone sweating. Let's like make everybody kind of drop on the floor at the end of a crazy hard workout. And let's have the coach deliver some magic. And they were the first gym chain that kind of stepped up and said like, yeah, we'll do this. So, you know, across the whole of London, nine different sites was really cool. And we build in that and again, again, free resource, give this out that coaches will be able to deliver it across the program because it's, it's really tricky. Like, you know, number one thing that people say to us, don't, when someone says, oh, I've just been diagnosed, we always say, oh, I'm sorry. Like, well, why are you sorry? You didn't give me cancer. So right. as, as humans, we want to say something. So like, how else, you know, maybe you've not heard from your friends since they were diagnosed. Like, how do you initiate that conversation? How do you offer help but without being patronizing? And is this kind of thing that just even as, as adults, nobody tells you. No one's no. been through it. Not only does nobody tell you, but nobody nobody vocalizes this stuff or continues to bring it to the forefront of conversation. I feel like it's so funny. I was just, I was just talking to my husband about this this morning. I'm going to get a little deep with you guys for a second. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Unfortunately, we have a friend who passed away from breast cancer just a couple weeks ago, um, our age. And it's been really, really hard for us to just deal with the implications of all of it. Like the implications of her partner who she left behind, who is a good friend of ours from a CrossFit gym the implications of like our own lives and mortality and, you know, our parents getting like just everything, just every, it's been really tough. And her, her boyfriend consistently, like every time I open my Instagram, he's posted something about her. And I was telling Matt this morning, every time I open my Instagram, it makes me cry, but I love how incredibly vocal he's being about his girlfriend who he lost, who he still very much in love with who he's devastated about losing who he would ever because I feel like as a society we're like Shh, don't talk about grief like definitely don't put it on the end like keep your shit to yourself keep whatever like oh it's so sad. like don't talk about it 
And he's like out there every day. He's like, I miss you. I love you. This made me think of you. Here's a picture of you. Here's a picture of your headstone. Here's a picture of whatever. And he's just loud about it. And I love that he's doing it, even though it makes me cry. I love that he's doing it because I don't know how to talk about the fact that she's gone and it's difficult for me. And I don't know how to talk about the fact that he's going through something and I'm worried about him and I don't know how to reach out to him, but he's kind of making a channel for it. And I just don't think that we talk about that kind of stuff enough, especially as, as adults. Like we just don't, nobody knows how to approach one another about that kind of thing, you know? No, especially imagine being British. We don't want to like, (laughs) right. Right. Yeah. I don't want to talk to you about anything. Like that's like even worse. But you know, that, that situation, it puts you in this really horrible position because you're grieving a loss yourself. You're also feeling the grief of a person that you know and what they're carrying. And so what you get strangled with is what should I do? And now there isn't a golden answer. There's not like, oh, say exactly this at this exact time and it's going to make everything better. But it's like, okay, how do I initiate conversation? How can I? So one of the things we talk about is remembering special dates. So when somebody's lost somebody, you as the friend remembering that person's birthday, remembering that time that they graduated college or, and, and speaking to the loved one about those dates. And it, it comes back time and time again, that that's like a wonderful conversation starter. It's a chance to connect about the loss and to talk about things. It shows that person that you care and you remember. And, you know, I always remember if somebody remembers my birthday, it's like, makes you feel really nice that that person remembers it. So it's just simple things that we're trying to instill to people to go, okay, hey, here's just a few things to try in these situations. And at least you're not going to make anything worse. Like by trying Mm -hmm. these things, you might do something wonderful. They might say, hey, I'm just not ready right now, but I really appreciate it. Now, things like, what can I do for you? That's a terrifying question to someone who just lost someone. Right. So, and, and what, everyone instinctively is going to be like, nothing, don't worry about it. And that's so not true. Yeah. And so we had this really good example. We had a guy on the program who uh, really early in his 20s, he had a really advanced stage of cancer that he's led to having quite a part, large part of his intestine removed. So he has a stoma bag and he was diagnosed and went through that surgery in COVID. And he said, everybody would just say, oh, hey, what can I do for you? And he was so overwhelmed by the sheer thing of what was going through. And he said, there was people that used to just ring him and say, hey, I'm going to go get you shopping for you. I'm going to drop it outside your house. And he was like, it was amazing. He was like, oh, people would say to me, do you have an appointment and you're struggling to get there? I can take you. And, And he would say yes. Or sometimes he would say no. But instead of this kind of, what can I do for you? Well, you can't bring my person back. But you know, it's so difficult. They, they, they can't think about that. So we just want to do these really simplistic things for people to go like at the end of a class, what can we walk away with? And, and also just opening up because, you know, like, and I, I don't want to go too much on listening to my own voice, but you know, we have an event in Dubai and the UAE is really expanding. It's really changing from some of its old, like kind of culture, but we've had people do our events that went through diagnosis, treatment and post post treatment that never told their husbands or, or children. So culturally, it was not accepted to talk about serious illness. It was seen as like a dishonor within a family. And I'm not saying that's everywhere, but in certain cultures, it was. And so we've had people at our events who didn't even tell their husband, didn't tell their children what they went through. Um, and then after our event, they did because they felt they had enough confidence to do so. So the, the not talking thing does so much more damage than trying. It's, it's mm-hmm. Wow. 
You know, the, the beauty of the CrossFit community has always been our, our, uh, joint connection through shared suffering. And it's the suffering of a workout, right? Like it's nothing serious, but to us, it's serious. Like, oh my God, Fran nearly killed me. And then you <laughs> bitch to your friend and they bitch too. And you build this connection. But yeah. but grief is no different when you really start to break it down and think, you know, if you've got this this shared grief, this shared suffering, this shared brokenness, it's the the talking and and communing over that and and both feeling the same thing that brings people together of why it's so important to be talking. And that's what's kind of brilliant about what you guys are doing, Scott, is like bringing people together to say, hey, let's let's discuss how you talk, because there are like I'm one of those fearless people that I like I don't, I never worry about saying the wrong thing because I say a lot of dumb shit. Yeah, you're you know? really good about that. You know, so like I don't mind. That's like, why I love the, the dumb shit part, yeah. the actually talking part. <laughs> well, I came out of the wrong. No, no, no. That, you said it the right time. You know, so it's why I love the adaptive athletes as an example, because I know I can just ask them questions and they've heard it all. So they don't give a shit. They're just like, okay, you know, and, and they have real dark humor. So it's like, we get each other, you know, and it's the, I think it's the same way when someone has a disease like cancer, for instance, you know, I don't know if I told you this, Scott, but my dad got cancer recently yeah. and he has a very similar sense of humor to me at bladder cancer. So we heard a lot of dick jokes, like <laughs> all a lot, all the dick jokes, like. You know, but that's how, it, you know, and that's how he makes people less uncomfortable about the disease and more uncomfortable about his dick. You know, it's like, <laughs> like that's how it works. One, you know. Yeah, you got to pick one. Let's make you really uncomfortable, you know. <laughs> but I do think it's the it's the brilliance of getting people to talk about it. That's the most important thing and what really brings people together and, and changes lives of those that are battling the disease because then they feel less. I think a lot of people that have the disease, I'm, you know, I'm not speaking for them, but. You know, I know from talking to my dad, they often feel like they're a burden to some degree, you know, mm -hmm. like they're like other people are having to make life changes because of them, even though there's nothing they could have done about it, you know, and, and so it's brilliant to get people to talk about it because you can eliminate some of that stigma. You can eliminate some of the, you know, the fear, uh, you know, scary enough as it is. So getting that fear out is amazing. And then, you know, to your point, Nikki, you, you know, allows you to you know, grief together as opposed to sitting in silence and going, man, I'm, I don't know what to say, you know? Yeah. And we have this, this is the thing that I kind of continually go back to across with. I've not seen any, any other sport or any other training methodology is there's this, like, I almost see it as like a tree and we have all these branches that reach out across all these countries, these different kinds of people. And it's an ability to just send something through all those branches really quickly. And because there's a common language, like we know that the word Fran, if you're from Germany, Spain, Holland, Mexico, wherever, like you understand there's a feeling because you've been through it. And so what makes it really easy for someone like me, like it's still quite hard in some sense, but easy in another is that there's this network where people are open to listening. They will talk. And there's a coach. There's a person that stands in the front of that class that becomes a linchpin for teaching people about health, their own health. And why should it just be the physical health? And, you know, CrossFit's great at talking about, like, you should have this kind of diet and CrossFit makes you fit for life. Well, CrossFit also has the ability to make you mentally fit for life. And it also has the ability to put people in a room who, when you need to have a bounce or you need to have some kind of support network from them, they're there. Like, how many fundraisers do you see from gyms? How many times do you see such and such roof fell down? And within the next week, there's like 50K from people like all around the world. That's 
really, really cool about what's been built and I think continues to flourish is that there's that network and very quickly can react, which I think is really cool. I wonder if you could get CrossFit to publish this like a toolkit, like, you know, you got 13,000 or whatever the number of affiliates are and they're, and we're all independent operators. We're all do our own thing. And like, to my knowledge, no one at my gym currently is battling cancer to my knowledge is I'm sure somebody may be, but I don't know. Yeah. But, but when it happens, I want a toolkit to go to where I can say, okay, CrossFit, here it is. You know, uh, let me get my coach certified and let's get the gym all in on it. Like yep. just another resource for my gym or, or have you, is that what you're approaching them with or how are you guys approaching it? Yeah. I'll, um, I'm sure in. he's tried. I'm sure. <laughs> well, like the difficulty. So we, we tried to go through CrossFit health and it was quite difficult because CrossFit like health and then the certifications that sit outside of L1, 2, 3, and 4, et cetera, there's a commercial element. So it's tricky for me to kind of go, well, I want to give this out for free, for example, to X amount of people. Um, but one of the things actually tomorrow, the call with like the VP of um, uh, partnerships for CrossFit is to talk about that. I want to what have is that now. So there's a guy called David and there's also another guy who I'll speak to tomorrow who was really nice. So he's called Rob. Okay, cool. Um, so he's, he's been really open to it. And what I'm trying to pitch them is like kind of a multi-layered thing of saying, okay, actually, can we do some more stuff where there's a really cool thing that Nike are willing to do as well, but where basically I can fund people to do free classes across the world. Um, and so I want CrossFit to be part of that. I want it to be like, how do I, as Battle Cancer, through my other partnerships and other resources, how can I pay an affiliate to do a free class every week? How can I pay an affiliate to get their L2s to learn about this? How can I, through CrossFit, send this document and like send video content to, to be able to upskill someone? You know, as think of it as like the fire extinguisher. I hope you never have to use it. I hope none of your members ever are affected by cancer, but if you do, it's going to be there. So I'm, I'm trying my best. And it's not that they're not open to it. It's just, I think there's so much change within CrossFit, particularly at the moment, that it's very hard to kind of, to get anything bigger than maybe like the games agreed yeah. or kind yeah. of hold in at the minute. Uh, but I am really trying. <laughs> I, I love the idea of the certificate for coaches. I mean, like as an owner, we're always thinking of how can we uh, get the coaches more certificates, more training, more education. And so having that as, as maybe your, you know, a huge part of the pitch as an owner would be attractive to me. You know, they're running a class a week. I, I can only imagine doing that if I felt I needed it, but I would, I would license or, you know, get accreditation for my coaches right now if I could offer it to them. Cause it's one more reason to get them to stay with me. Yeah. You know? and, I mean, yeah. It's one more selling point for your gym too. We have yeah. coaches licensed and licensed and accredited in X, Y, or Z level one, level two, uh, special training X, Y, or Z. Yeah. Yeah. There was, there was a lot of learning. I'll be really careful with what I say. When a certain kind of charity collapsed at the beginning of the year from the U S um, we were approached by a lot of people who used to be part of that charity. Right. It was really shocking to be honest because we tried to do some stuff with them in the past. And I basically had a succession of about eight or nine ladies messaging me saying, oh, hey, we're really sorry. We used to think you were really evil. And I was like, what? Um, and then, what? yeah, stuff kind of came out apparently about that we wouldn't support X charity, even though we did. Uh, we raised $10,000 for them the month before they collapsed. 
But I'm so wait, like charities talking shit about other charities, like internally to be like, don't support them. Weird. It's not. It's not surprising that that charity ended up collapsing then because that's (laughs) shady practices. But what what I actually got to see was that there was a lot of women in this community and the way that it kind of was structured in terms of certifications was that there was, it was a huge cost that was associated with somebody becoming this coach. And then the, the community that was held were very like very dependent emotionally and physically on these very small number of coaches. And, and as an expansion ability, it's just not scalable. Like what, what you need to do is, okay, I am going to take money from other giant big companies like I do, and I'm going to use that to build a certification and give it for free. Because if I just take people's donations to do this and I make it very small and very intense, my reach is going to be very small and limited and, and kind of hearing the stories of these ladies who were like, now, where do we go? Well, actually, well will provide you a certification. Just tell your L2 coach and they'll be able to do this for you in your own gym. You won't be needing to be reliant on this person or this particular element. So I think that was the other thing that I kind of learned that we need to make this free, available, accessible, and that's going to make a difference instead of very intense groups right. support, which is wonderful in its own thing, but like the, the scape, scope, scalability of that is super limited. You know, and our certification's 13 hours. It's online. Unfortunately, you have to look at my face and listen to it a bit when we talk about some stuff. But there is other people on it. We've got a wonderful coach who was through the program post-cancer, now a coach. She features in there. You know, not only is it a certification, but you get access to all our materials, all our testing materials, our medical onboarding forms. You get to ask us questions and we get our doctors to answer for you. So it's not even just like a, Hey, thanks so much. Like we're done. It was like, this is a longer term ability for us to impact people um, and help them. And my, my, my cell was, okay, if you're a CrossFit affiliate and you've got a level two, I'm going to give it you for free. Like, let's just get people behind it. That's brilliant. Yeah, dude. Do I, that. I, I, you know, I CrossFit has this, you know, at least in the States, I don't know anything about Europe, which is, I know not shocking to you, but, uh, you know, here in the States, they have everything broken up into regions, you know, and so like we're in the Midwest, you got, the, you know, Nikki's in the Northeast, you're Northeast, right, Nikki? Yeah. Um, and all these gyms, in theory, should be working together. You know, like we, we have a Midwest rep, Charles is our rep, you know, and he brings us together, you know, video conference or, you know, Zoom or whatever. We get together occasionally and, and do events. We did one recently in Columbus, you know, and so it would make sense to me to, crossfit to pitch these out to the affiliate reps and let them you know pick gems like in cleveland as an example we have two dozen gems in the city alone mm-hmm. well you don't need you don't need two dozen battle cancer ready gems you need four yeah. or six to cover the whole city you know and and chagrin falls volunteers to be one of them for there you go perfect you know. part of the conversation is like i'm gonna lock yeah. out um, but no you're right you don't and and also one of the things that I think is kind of lost in CrossFit recently. And I understand why though is, you know, they used to be pitching, you know, I had a really great conversation with Harry Rosa at the first games post COVID. And he was like, I want us as CrossFit to be lobbying the government in the U S like, I want us to be, how do we like change perception? How do we force into changing how the healthcare system works and the insurance system works? And how do we do that in under, you know, under 
uh, like underdeveloped nations where CrossFit's expanding into. So places like South America, places like Eastern Europe. And, and then what I kind of find is that that's just stopped at the moment. And I think that there's, I, I hope it comes back because I think there's a power that sits behind CrossFit that's even greater than, you know, the games. It's even greater than the affiliates. I think there's a, there's an argument there, not to the Greg days of you know, trying to bring down Coca-Cola, but I just think that there's something that's maybe missing a little bit of, you know, CrossFit being this shining light to everyone who doesn't know what CrossFit is because not everybody does. That's, and I think that's the thing I found more and more is that people think CrossFit is this like silly methodology, what they see on somebody slagging it off with kipping pull-ups, not understanding that's a different movement. Um, they just, they don't get it. And I think that's yeah. what could do a little bit more of and watch me lose my booth space now, but th that that's my, like, that's my thought on it. Well, no, I totally agree. Yeah. And that's fair. You know, I, I think we all have to recognize CrossFit's trying to keep the lights on right now. I mean, you know, we've got a pretty wicked economy problems and CrossFit's not immune to that by any stretch of the imagination. And, and clearly we've all seen, you know, they had layoffs. That's why we were asking, you know, who's the new partnership person. Cause we had Ari yeah, on here a few weeks ago and now she's yeah. gone. Yeah. Um, I'm not laughing about her being gone. It's just, you know, if, like one week she was on our show and the next week she wasn't with CrossFit anymore because of layoffs, you know, same problem everybody else is having. And yeah, so it's not, you know, I guess my point to that is, is that, um, I, I fully agree. CrossFit should be a shining light of health to the world for what we do, not just the games. But I think right now they're trying to figure out, you know, how do we go from where we are, which my opinion is it's been stagnant for a while back to that growth you're mentioning, which was, you know, in Greg's days when he was fighting Coke, we were growing at an astronomical rate. And how do we get it back to that and, and build the brand of the future, which is a brand of you know, health, not a brand of CrossFit's dangerous. So don't tell yeah. anybody about your shoulder, by the way. <laughs> right. Don't mention yeah. that. Yeah. Don't, don't mention that. But it's, I it's do really think, oh, I was going to say, I do think that you make an excellent point, Scott, in that there are real systems within, especially within this country, again, to John's point, not talking about the rest of the world, but for, for the States, like our healthcare system is so broken. I mean, talk to anyone who works in the healthcare system. They are burnt out trying to get people on the right track to their overall health, wellness, and fitness. And the system in and of itself needs to be shaken up in order to better promote a functional fitness type of a lifestyle. And I'm not saying that every single person needs to walk into a CrossFit gym, but to your point about uh, insurance and coverage and things that people are encouraged to do and ways that doctors are reimbursed for the wrong types of medications and prescriptions. It's just the whole thing is broken. And there's no way to go in and rebuild the entire thing, but there are definitely holes that we could poke as a brand, as a methodology, as a community to help get the right things flowing. And it's never going to fix the whole thing. But it certainly is like a systemic problem that we should be working on. And whoever can figure out how to start that, call my husband because that's all that Matt wants to do. He is so sick of trying to counsel people off of their medications with diet and lifestyle because nobody wants to fucking hear it. Like he's so burnt out on seeing these patients with like diabetes and chronic illnesses. And like all he wants to do is like teach people how to do CrossFit Health needs to hire this man for God's sake, please. I mean, like, it's, it's a really interesting thing that, so we are very lucky to work with Nike and well, Nike and we, Nike have had a really interesting, I hope none of their lawyers are listening to this, but we, we were, <laughs> not, 
We were part of they support. don't. I guarantee you they yeah. don't. Sorry. We we were part of this market research that Nike did recently, and it was really interesting. And basically, they'd come to the conclusion that, and like you know, I I played a very small part in this that that movement should be seen as medicine, and that that functional fitness is built for life. So you can go into a functional fitness gym, pre being born. You're this perfect example of this, Nikki. Like you uh-huh. were in before he was born, and then all of a sudden, like. He can go in as a toddler and then he can go in as a teen and then he can go in as he finishes college. And then as he gets older in his life, like CrossFit and the gyms and functional fitness is there for him, regardless of what his goal or output is or what age he's at. And so Nike kind of had this shift internally to say like, okay, we can't necessarily get behind CrossFit LLC, but what we do want to get behind is promoting that functional fitness is for everybody. And that's given me some really wonderful opportunities, one of which... I'm getting at least half, one half of you to be involved with. Hopefully, hopefully both. I need my schedule, but hopefully both. <laughs> but it's it's been really interesting that somebody so big like that, you know, 45 billion turnover company, that they they see functional fitness as a solution. They're not seeing it just as a way to sell clothing. They're seeing it as a solution to health and an introduction to all kinds of sport. You know, our training lends itself to every single kind of sport. For sure. So I think that's, that's cool to see. And it's not just Nike, look, you know, so many people are in the space. Puma's in the space, like all these different people that are big companies, not just like kind of really cool startup brands. Like there's a lot of what we can do. And I think that's, that's encouraging regardless of kind of the CrossFit LLC side of it. Look, Scott, you got Nike and make watch great again. What else do you need, bro? What else do you need? They go to world. So this is it. Yeah. It's basically, that's basically everything. I'm here everything. for this. I'm here for all of it. Are we allowed to talk about what we're Please. Yeah, okay. Yeah, what are we doing? What are we doing? So we uh we've got an we've got an activation inside the games, which is really cool. So we're gonna have a battle dance program stand. We're not there talking about our events this year. Everything inside the games is just about our post cancer program. So we're gonna gift everybody the certification that comes to us at Cell 2. We also have this really cool game. So basically every time you donate, you get a chance to win on our fairground grabber game, which is a very addictive way to try and win all kinds of things. But then outside of the games, we've taken over a gym called CrossFit Mojo, which is a beautiful gym. We have from Wednesday all the way through to Saturday, uh, we've got everyone's drop-in and class covered. So you don't need to pay anything. You come in and we've got you back. Um, you get a lot of free product from a lot of different partners. We've got different classes. And the really fun one is that uh, in the morning, so Thursday, Friday, and Saturday morning, we have a workout followed by like a free breakfast. So we've got protein pancakes, fruit, oats, like juices, like all kinds of stuff completely free. So you just come in, work out with us, hang around, make yourself some pancakes there, and then get to try on some Metcon 9. So we're launching Metcon 9 with Nike there at the time. It'll be the first time people get their hands on it, which is nice. Um, and then we've got all kinds of other people there. We've got high price there. We've got, uh, my really fun one, liquid death, which is one of my favorite brands. We love liquid death. Yeah, it's awesome. Love. So we've got, we've got 900 cans of liquid death to gift out over the week. So you might, you might run out of them on day one. People love it. Like 800 of them will be coming back with me to the UK. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> but the most important one on Saturday, I've invited both of you fantastic wonderful people to come and your community and so that people can come we're gonna have a workout you guys will get they'll get a chance to work out hopefully with both of you um and then hang around for breakfast get a chance to meet gonna have loads of things that people can win and just get involved 
And ideally on the Saturday, we've also invited a couple of people who used to be part of said other charity who were kind of lost after it collapsed, just to come down, meet some other people, get to connect with some others as well. So, and we're going to end that session each morning with one of those inputs. So like I was mentioning earlier, one of these toolkit session inputs. So yeah, I'm very cool. And I've got some funky graphics to send over to you about kettlebells and cocktails and make what's great again, being with us. Um, but yeah, so Saturday morning of the games, we'll hopefully have a really cool workout and breakfast. Nice. That's, per that's perfect because we were told last night we got invited to a, the master's after party on Thursday night. And so it's going to give us time to, to recover. to recover and get our shit together between that and doing your workout because your workout will probably be pretty tough. Well, it what might is, not you know, be enough time for me. I have yeah, like, I'm not. queen of the three day hangover these days. I'm <laughs> like I, I will become a master's athlete, Scott, like okay. the day before I leave for games. Basically. And so will you though be officially back on camera, back doing everything? Or yeah, that? yeah. I'll be sidelined this year. And which is why I don't know my schedule yet and cannot formally commit, but I am, my heart is committed to being at this event. It just depends on what the the uh events look like and the schedule for for the entire weekend but yeah i'll be sideline uh covering the individual women and hopefully just bringing epic stories to the broadcast all weekend yeah. long and so i know you're uh i know you're an innovate guy though john so I no, no 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 john i'm a rad i'm no rad oh you're yeah. rad, oh, you're rad, rad no. i was gonna say you have okay. no like uh, like real all right I, I'm going to say I'm rad because I want Ben to keep sending me free shoes. Well, there you um, go. Benji's a good, a great guy. So I'm sure he'll keep looking after you. He, he's great. And I, we just took some professional photos for the gym and I wore his orange, uh, rad ones in those photos and tagged them just to give him some free but love. Can I show you one of the Met Club nine. Of course. Oh my yes. God. I'm so excited. I will be, be two seconds. Yes. Can I, can I give you a shoe story real quick while he's yeah. getting those? So yeah. I just got those strike movement shoes for Matt. Okay. And I got them for Father's Day, and he loves them. Oh, good. Loves. And if anyone's listening, order half a size bigger than you think you need. Okay. And then I went to exchange, because I got him the wrong size. I got him his everyday right. size, but he needed a half a size bigger, and I went to exchange them. Can I tell you this process? I think I might have already texted you about this. Yeah, where yeah, they I were like, you. okay, we don't have an exchange program, so you could just buy a, a new, new pair of shoes and then return the other ones, and we'll like reimburse you eventually. And I was like, Okay. And then they were like, could you take some photos of the shoes for us? Like the sides <laughs> and the bottoms and the box to make sure right. that you like legit didn't wear them. And I was like, yeah, he like legit didn't wear them. They don't fit. But sure. And then they were like, all right, cool. Could you just ship them back to us now and pay for the shipping? And, and you can't use the box. You have to like put the box in a box. And then I said them, and then and then can you send us a tracking number? And I was like, yeah, sure. So I had to ship back. I've already bought two pairs of shoes now. It's been like a month, and I had to ship back these shoes. And I sent them an email, and I wasn't a bitch, but I was like, listen, just ask like a little bit of customer feedback. Like this return process was clunky. Also, it cost me forty dollars to return these shoes to you because I had to buy the box and I had to ship the box. And and by the way, here's the tracking number. I thought maybe they were going to be cool. I was like, listen, I want to get my husband another pair of these because he loves them so much. But like this process is a little funky and it's kind of making me not want to like buy different styles. I don't know how they're going to fit. and It's going to cost me all this money to ship them back. But here's a tracking number. And I kind of thought they'd be like, oh, here's the $40 credit or something for your next pair. If you really, because I really am going to buy more right. of these for him. But then they were just like, 
thanks for the tracking number. Please allow three weeks for reimbursement to nice. hit your credit card. And I was like, okay. You didn't tell them what a big deal you are, so you should have done. Oh, oh my God. First of all, they'd be like, don't fucking care. Second of all, just ship the shoes back or we're going to charge. You'd be surprised how much people care in this tiny little community. No, You'd be I just surprised. thought it was weird. I just thought, like, listen, I work in D2C. Like, I work in marketing. I, and I deal with a lot of customer service type things. I just thought it was weird. Like, what commercial weird. shoe brand would you not expect to be like, hey, I'm sorry about the wrong size. I literally already purchased. And I'm not trying to get anything for free. I'm just trying to send you these back. They don't fit. Mm. Like, well, it's so strange to me. Nike would take them. Let's see these Nike. Nike would. Ma- let's see them. Yeah. Let's show them. Let's, show them, show them. let's see these Here Micron's. Go. You got a white version? Mm-hmm. Oh, I like. I like white. You know, I love a white sneaker. OMG. It's basically going to be like the cheat code of rope climbs as well. I was going to say, yeah. look how cool. And then we have an orange version. Oh, orange. I like orange. You hit orange. You hit John right in the fields right there. Those are tight, Scott. They look awesome. These are the ones that are going to be at games. If you come to a work, if you come to a battle cancer workout, you you get to try them on. Try them on for free. And then on the Sunday, we have a bit of a scavenger hunt where you may be able to get your hands on some for free. So basically, you just have to find one of the battle cancer team. And we've got some really wonderful people coming over. We've got coaches who've done the program. Rob, who's been the head of our, like, are you one of us campaign? He was a teenager who, like, was one of the fittest teens in the UK, had a brain tumor. His recovery after has been amazing. He's going to be on our stand all weekend. So basically, if you come and find us, make a very small donation, you get a chance to maybe win some uh, on the Sunday. So there's a cool, like, little activation we're going to be posting around to try and get people in them as well. But, uh, but it's really, like, Nike are just wonderful. They were like, look, get people a chance to get, like, foot and shoe do a workout we don't need to have all this tagged stuff we don't need to have loads of swoosh everywhere we don't need to have that like we just really want to activate and get people moving and kind of do that so as a partnership you know that it's it's unreal to see where they're going um so yeah i'm very excited and also it's like a little bit of a flex to get them early and try them on Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. hell yeah also scott is a real testament to the work that you're doing like it's great to be sitting on this set of things saying like, oh, thank God Nike found us and that's great. And they're being so wonderful. And, but it's really a testament to like, they're recognizing the work that you are doing and you should feel very proud of everything you've been able to pull together, uh, especially over the course of the last couple of years where the entire world has been wacky, so wacky. I also think it's, it's you know, it did, and I know what you're going to say to this, but it did used to be me. And now I'd say certainly in the past two years, you know, we have a team of almost eight people now full time. We have 25 coaches that do the program. We have people who are basically full time with us in Spain and in France and all these other people now. And I think that that's it's getting like less and less me and more and more the rest get to be seen of the people like volunteers and events. And so that's that's something that's really cool because it would be quite nice for me to not have to keep being the one and seeing my face so (laughs) it's really good that that's kind of happening and where we kind of go in the future you know we're launching an app and in app we have like movement availability so it assesses you so if you've had you know surgery from a a single or double mastectomy the app will give you stretches and workouts to be able to do because you've had it and you track your movement over the period of time again we're going to be gifting that out free um we've got fundraising challenges built into an app as well that we're launching so this there's just more and more ways that like I can be a little bit more behind the scenes and hopefully make a bigger impact and let the really wonderful people that, you know, believe in us 
take even more of a, I think, a, a step forward. Well, I have a million marketing questions now that I will ask you offline because <laughs> I want to help. I want to help um, as as you guys continue to spread the gospel of everything that you're doing, and it's just is great. You're consistently thinking of new ways to get in front of people that are like current and impactful, like they legit met. Like everyone wants an app for everything. That's that's epic, and you're just like really removing all the friction to make this as accessible as possible. So important, and to try and walk that fine line of you know. I think, you know, when you see it on particularly your post, John, like I've learned over the past three, four years, I'm not going to win everybody, you know, and, and I think that's something that I was very naive when I began into the world of this was I want to win everyone over. I want to get everybody involved. I want to do everything. And, and I've learned that well, you can't like, that's just not possible. Some people you could say, you know, one thing and they're going to say the opposite regardless. Yeah, no, I'm, yeah. You know, particularly in the CrossFit community, sometimes that kind of happens. So Which I think, is insane. We have the world's most wonderful, supportive community until people turn their computers and phones on. It doesn't make any sense, but continue. <laughs> you know, we have white Triggered. John, so I kind of see it as like, you know, if we didn't have you, could you imagine how pent up so many people might be? So you go. <laughs> they could have released all their fury on John. He's taking him for the team. Maybe. I don't know about that. I. I don't think you need everyone. I think you need your people. I, the longer I've done this, the more I've started to realize that you just need your people. And, and there's no guessing how many people that are your people. If you understand what I'm saying, like, you know, there are some people that, you know, you look at these mega stars, like the rocks, a good example. A guy's got like what? 300 million followers on Instagram and everyone is his people. Yeah. Every time he steps in a room, like everyone just swoons over the guy, you know? But there are plenty of people like that that just have like kind of this cult of personality and and people love them. But then you have people like Nikki and I instantly knew we were each other's people. 100%. The, the, the moment we met. And I think everyone's had that experience at some point in their life. We're, and you're one of our people, Scott. Like the second we mm-hmm. met, you were like, we love this guy. Like he's great, yep. you know. And I think everybody has that, you know, to some degree. And then there's always that one guy you meet and go, yep, dickhead, don't like him. Yeah, <laughs> you know? fuck, fuck that guy. Yeah, and that's okay, because you know what? He has his people too. Yeah, and that's cool. So you don't need you don't need him. He has his own people. Let him go. Have oh my his god, people. I'm such a bitch in my head. I'm like, well, he shouldn't have people. <laughs> well, everybody should this have their is people. How you know that this is my people because I'm oh, look, a spiteful the, bitch against the other people. The the beautiful part of life is that we all don't agree. We don't need to live yeah. in echo chambers and agree with each other. And like when we yeah. really get down to it, we probably all have far different viewpoints on life and and how things are done, but we can still be each other's people. Yeah. Like, and that's something I've learned, you know, and I'll try and not be the foreign guy in the U S but something I've learned over here is particularly in the past two years, you have to kind of be careful with what you say about certain opinions because you're not necessarily yeah. why somebody goes, but being careful about what you say about an opinion, isn't a bad thing. So you can still connect with somebody and you can still have a shared experience with them. You know, like I'm just not a particularly religious person, but I have some of the most wonderful friendships with people here who are incredibly religious. And there's people who will be to the left and people to be to the right. But when you, if as long as you're respectful of what the difference is, it doesn't mean that you can't connect and it doesn't mean that you totally. can't work together. And I know that sounds really hippie-ish, but I've really learned it coming from the UK to over here to go like, just because somebody wears a cowboy hat doesn't mean they believe in X. And just because someone lives in Florida doesn't really believe in Y. And I think like that's something that cancer and CrossFit has kind of brought people together. There's, there's a connection to that. And ultimately, even if someone believes 
like a hillier guy who says, oh, that's not a rep and someone says it is, they, they still can connect. You still can have these things that you agree on, whether it's loss, whether it's pain, whether it's, you know, like how it feels to be struggling within your own self for a day. And I think that's the connectivity that we just have to keep working on. But I think it's something I've learned a lot in the past couple of years. I, I can't yeah. tell you how many messages I've gotten from people blowing me up over something. And by the time we're done, we're friends. Totally, totally. And by the way, they still think I'm an asshole over whatever they blew me up over. But, <laughs> but, but we found common ground somewhere and said, all right, you know, you're not a bad guy. I'm not a bad guy. Like we just disagree. And that's okay. Yeah. I think really all just boils down to don't be a dick. Like you can, <laughs> when you, when you say like you have to watch what you say or you need to bring things up in a very specific way around people, like I still think we should bring things up. I still think you should challenge opinions. I sure. still think you should yeah, say like, okay, so you believe that. Can you tell me why? And not like a oh, fucking rep, tell me why. Like yeah. it's like, just don't be an asshole about it. And we all have the right to believe in the things that we want to believe in. And we all have the right to disagree with each other respectfully. But that's 100%. Thing, I'm never like mad if you're like, that's not right. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Yeah. Just don't be like, you're, you're a dumb idiot because you didn't think what I thought. Like that's where people get so hung up. And we can still jump on a C2 bike and share a workout. You yeah. can do 40 cows and I'll do 40 cows just because we slightly see something a bit differently. I think that's, again, that kind of links back in and, I know I always say this to you two, but you've created something where what's really cool now is the more people I see on your show, the more I know them. So like Aaliyah, the other week that you had on, I was like, met her at a CrossFit game. She was in the army, like did this thing, da, 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 da. And then there's so many people that you've, I've seen connect with you and do stuff because you put yourselves out there and you've challenged it. Not everyone who comes on your show necessarily agrees with everything that you say or what you believe. But I think that's what's been really wonderful about creating what you've created and keeping it going. Where there's some that I find that this show is just about argument or the show is just about basically moaning where you guys are like, no, let's talk. Like, let's just sit and have a chat. And that's why it's really relaxing for the person on this side to be able to do it. People would be shocked at how often Nikki and I fight. Yeah. Well, we don't fight, <laughs> just disagree. Just Argue. Disagree. Yeah. Like, we, yeah. Yeah. We don't, we, you know, be, I think people often think that we are both this like, uh, kind of crazy, they call us woke, you know, like to the left and we agree on everything and we really don't like not even close we were raised mm -hmm. in wildly different households wildly di like i was raised in the bible belt in the deep south you know like that was what i was in nikki's a russian jew like mm -hmm. you could not be farther apart and how and how we were raised you know and so we have a lot of different viewpoints on life and it's created a lot of really interesting discussions for us mm -hmm. over a couple of years off air and on air you know and and I think we like that. Like that's the, the kind of the best part of it is we, you know, I come to understand, you know, that she doesn't understand how to curse properly. And, uh, I don't. and, and yeah, I, she doesn't still not learned. You, you two would be best friends in that regard. Probably. And, I do uh, mind my usual language when I'm on here. <laughs> I don't know why you do. Also, did you know that, did you know that goddamn is a curse, a curse word? Hmm. Yeah, his so, face. See, it's yeah, not, see? it's totally It is. Not. I'm telling you. In the deep south, not only is it a curse word, it's the worst curse word. You, we were you on a show, Scott, this I was like a while worse. ago. It was a long time ago. And John was like, try not to curse because this is like, I don't even remember why. It was like a, a someone who didn't like cursing on the show. And no, I was like, my mom was going to, I knew my mom was going to watch. Oh, she was very religious. 
And I was like, and I was like, don't say fuck, don't say shit, don't say tits, like don't, don't do it, don't do it in my head. And something came up and I was like, God damn it. And John was like, I don't curse. And I was like, legit confused. Yeah, she had no clue. What? She had no clue. I mean, you know, if I can leave even one last thing that's nothing to do with CrossFit, you know where the wait, do you know where the word fuck comes from? No. Oh my god, I'm so ready for this. So I, I think I do, but I'm gonna let you tell the story. Go okay. Ahead. Thank you for not stealing the, the mini from the yeah. bag. Especially in Miami, there's a lot of fun there. So fuck yeah. is to fornicate under command of the king. So basically in like medieval times and UK, like very, very back, once you were married, you had an order that you had to go and procreate and reproduce. And it was to fornicate under command of the king. So you had to go and fuck. So ever since oh, shit. where the word came from. So I was like, it's not that bad, really. There's worse words. The, me the thing that it means, there's a lot worse things, but I understand. We don't want to necessarily, you know, upset. Wait, no. I want to upset your mom, John. I won't say the worst word, but hilarious story where a couple of weeks ago, I said the C word on the show on purpose, uh, like as an example. And John went to go cut it out of the show or something. So we didn't want to be like massively offensive, but in error, accidentally left it in and cut out a whole bunch of other stuff. So it just wow, went like so bad. great to the C word. And I was like, <laughs> I cursed the show. It's my fault. That's great. <laughs> I, I told Nikki I had a bunch of Australians message me going, thank you for that. That was so nice. We felt so at home. <laughs> you oh, it. They were your oh. people. Okay. <laughs> oh, I swear um. to God that. That was my biggest eye opener of uh, having an international audience was making friends with Australians and and they would use that word just like in casual conversation. The first time it happened, I'm like, bro, like, did I piss you off? Like, what happened? He's like, no, I, I don't love know. It. Those are my people. Yeah, he's like, no, he's like, that's like friend to us. Like, we that means we love you. I'm like, oh, okay, if you say so, because over here, that's not what it means. Like, not even close. Yeah, I, I don't go. I'm very collective in, in the UK, certainly Manchester. If you said, oh, you're a knobhead. That was just like, you're my friend. It just means you've been a bit silly. It's like a very, it's term of endearment. But yeah, I, I don't go saying that in public. So it, it's right. like, I know my audience, but I'm going to say that. I'm oh, not. yeah, you're fine here. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, I didn't so know that. that's a good story, though. Let's uh, let's tell everybody where we're going to be. So we're doing our workout Saturday morning. Where is it going to be in Madison? So it's CrossFit Mojo. Um, which I would need to 100% find the address. But uh, Josh, the owner there, has been absolutely amazing. Um, but I'm going to send you a graphic that has the address. The workout is at 7.30 uh, on Saturday morning. We also have them on Thursday and Friday. But then the special is Saturday. And then the breakfast is straight afterwards. You're going to head outside. You've got this beautiful area outside where you're going to be able to make your own pancakes, have all kinds of different stuff. Um, and then if you want to come and take part throughout the week, we've got your dropping covered. We've got your classes covered. We're going to have a battle cancer class each day. We've got our Metcon mashup class as well. We're hopefully going to run some classes in the games. Just waiting to hear back from the, the crew about doing some stuff inside the games. And we have our booth. So I am going to be as annoying as I've been for the past six years in a very concentrated area of Madison. So there's plenty of way to get interacting with other people than me as well. Trust me, there's there's lots of lovely people. So fun. When are you heading that way? Because you're you're in Miami now. Yeah, next Sunday. So I've got kind of this week, uh, next week, and then flying out. So it's been nice to get to train with Noah and see like kind of his last little couple of weeks of run up to the game. Do everybody kind of in Miami rehabbing some sun, which has been really hey, nice to do. If somebody wanted to make a donation to Battle Cancer, do you have like a QR code? 
So we have, you can donate through the Battle Cancer Program website. This is the biggest thing. Like we don't, we will on the weekend and we will on the day uh, of, of all the sessions, but uh, I can send you a link through where people can. Uh, you know, so far we've helped 600 people with basically 60K. So, you know, compared to some others that fundraise 2 million, um, we're, we're nowhere near, because our main goal usually is to do events to fundraise for others. Um, but yeah, you can support us directly um, and I can send you that as well. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm doing a thing. I, I've got, I was sitting there making a list of all the things I got to do when I'm at the games. And uh, Friday, I'm doing an activation at a salt bike and I don't know what I'm doing yet. Like, I have no idea. They're just like, hey, do you want an hour? And I'm like, sure, why not? I hate assault. I might as well. So ominous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, so so now I'm thinking, like, maybe I get people, you know, donate, you know, donate at least a dollar to battle cancer. And then, you know, you can potentially win some of my merch. And they have to go against me on the bike or something. You know, like, Ooh, I'll figure that out. But... Every dollar they donate, you'll do that many calories on the bike. No, absolutely <laughs> not. Because... Because some, some group, some like inevitably, as much as I love your charity, somebody will get together and pull a thousand dollars. Then I'm screwed. I'm on that bike all afternoon. No, thanks. Well, so, so we can extend. So what we, every time you donate to us at the games, you're going to get a little silver coin and that silver coin, you get to have a chance to win some prizes in a first high ground grab a game. So maybe every time they donate to take you one, they also win a silver coin, but we, Ooh. we're going to we're going to have big stands. We've got loads of things where people can learn about it as well and like donate. So we've got, we've got plenty of stuff we could wheel over to the assault guys if they'll have us kind of join. I, I still right, like we, my idea. Well, you and I will talk, Scott, you and I will talk and we'll figure something out, a way to raise some money for you while I'm at the assault booth. We'll figure that'd it out. That'd be awesome. And there's yeah. another reason I'm in Miami, which is there's a certain event in Miami that's very big that we're maybe doing some really cool stuff with. Yeah. yeah. Another reason why I'm in Miami at the moment. So. Yay. And maybe also some on the West Coast. That would be the plan. That would be really cool. Love it. Again, I'm just always being the annoying British dude trying to get other people to do some stuff for me. So It's my favorite thing about yeah. you, Scott. I truly, it's like really, like from the moment that we met in Norway, you being like, Random. can I tell you about everything that I'm doing right now? And I was like, fuck yeah, go for it. Yeah, You're awesome. Not? It's like truly the best. And and this this is what you were put on this earth to do. This organization would never have flourished had you not been pushing your way through at the at the front. But so, love it. Thank you. All right. Well, Scott, thanks for joining. Uh, we're super excited to see you just in just a couple of weeks. I know we're going to talk between now and then, but you know, for the show, I'm going to say we'll see you in a couple of weeks and uh, it'll be super fun. And I'm really excited to get to do your workout and see some people there. And yeah, Nikki, yeah. bring your A game because we're working I'm out coming. together finally. I'm finally. Oh my God. It's been a long um, time. We haven't worked out no, together since ever, I swear ever. to God. No, no. We did at uh, UA in Baltimore. Oh my God. That's right. Yep. It's been, it, it's been pre COVID. That's oh, how wow. it's mm -hmm. been. Oh, mm -hmm. I wonder if ESPN could be interested. We could stream Ooh. it. Ooh, I might know them. The connection, you know, the first session of Nikki and John working out together. I mean, I, I'd, I'd pay subscription for that. Make it happen. Oh my God. Watch these two <laughs> mediocre friends sweat <laughs> together and do nothing particularly athletic. I'm well, here that, for it. You see, oh. only fans, Nikki. There's, People will sign up to all kinds of things. No shit. That's why I keep telling Matt to start one. Make us some goddamn money. <laughs> I People know. People will pay for redheads, you guys. They will. They absolutely <laughs> will. 
Uh, all right, guys. So, well, we will see you both in Madison. For everyone listening, we appreciate you guys joining, and we will chat with you guys soon.